drive of Victor Radley. And he sends it back to Keary. He's going to kick over the top. And Manu is unmarked. And the ball bounces perfectly. Electric footy from the Roosters. They say Queensland is beautiful one day and perfect the next. Well, Silky and Bells, it was perfect on Saturday as our mighty Roosters took out NRLW and our men's game 36-18. Queensland, it's known for theme parks, point breaks and meter maids. Well, on the weekend, it had a tsunami. A tsunami of tries, of course, as we just kept crossing the stripe. What a day to be a rooster. What a weekend to be a rooster. Pick your game, men's or women's. Congratulations, Coach John Strange. Open your account. And Robbo, well, he's back like the Holden Ute baby because our team, they're heading towards the finals. And here come the Roosters fans. Silky and Bells, welcome to the winner's circle. Doesn't the energy change after a win? Yes. What a weekend of football in Queensland it was for our mighty Roosters. What a game on Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. We had... We were up there, boys, and it was just fantastic. Beautiful weather, great stadium to watch football. Reminded me a lot of uh, Blue Tongue, where you, well, Central Coast Stadium it is now, but where you're right on the field. Uh, it was just spectacular, fantastic first half, and um, just a great game. And then to top it off, what a fantastic game in the evening by the girls. It was just, it was great to be a rooster. We're great to be back. Yeah, it sure was, Bells. Look, um, we were lucky enough to head up to Seabus Super Stadium there on Saturday to watch the boys take on the Titans. And how lucky were we to witness that first half, 30-0 at halftime, tries to the Butcher Brothers, Teddy, Suali'i and Lindsay Collins. Uh, And it was just, well, to be fair, it just looked like the pressure was off. The boys threw the ball around. There were some inside balls. There were some kicks to the corners that landed exactly where they had to. It was just great to see some Roosters footy. Absolutely, mate. I think, you know, watching the players... It seems like the pressure valve was released. It seems like they just got into their natural rhythm and that was the Roosters' side that we all have been wanting to see. That was, you know, I I know that there was a little bit of chat in the press conference uh, and Coach Robertson hosed it down immediately about the 18-6 scoreline in the second half. And and so he should because, you know, there's so much positive to come out of that game. Look, they're going to work on it. They're going to look at it. But let's focus on what it was. What a really stellar first-half performance I told you the week before that he spoke at a lunch, Coach Robinson, about his decision to rest Teddy. I think that, uh, you know, there was a lot said about that. I think Teddy's performance on the weekend, the way he played, the way he chased that ball, the ball stuck. Him and and Egan Butcher have seemed to work out a really nice little combination down that left edge, Mm. and it worked on more than one occasion. As Roosters fans, you salivate at that because you can just start to see... Uh, your team. I just hope that you know a few other results go some different ways because we've we've got a run in us, and I can see it. Yeah, that left edge was dominant in the first half. You know, you're right. Teddy had the try assist for for Egan Butcher for the first try, and then Egan um, paid him back with that. Yeah, with that barnstorming run and the inside ball, but he had to be there to support. Lindsay Collins also scored on left and capped uh, it see. off with a bit of John Cena. Uh, hand jive as part of his post-try celebration. But look, I I suppose there would have been a few words said in the dressing room at full time. I'm with you that we should celebrate the win, as we often say here on Roosters Radio. But, and and Robbo did say this in a press conference, look, the Titans were pretty poor, to be fair, in that first half. I don't know what their completion rate was. I, I know we completed 80%, which is where we have to be to to compete and win these games. But yeah, plenty of upside. 
we were all there collectively saying, where's this been all season? Mm. Um, and let's just hope it continues and we go on a bit of a run. Yes, well, we need that run, don't we, coming into the uh, back end of the season. But a couple of highlights for me, boys. Um, as you mentioned earlier, Egan Butcher with the try um, had a great game, played the 80 minutes and really lifted his game on the weekend. And then I also, um, my fave, can't go past him, Lindsay Collins. He topped the line breaks. Old Lindsay got two line breaks, which was pretty unreal for him. And um, JWH, his partner in crime up in that front row, Geez, they played well together. They dominated the game and they were just all over the Titans. And I also thought Fletcher Baker was great off the bench coming to the side and, and I thought he played really well. We said on Roosters Radio last week, the team that dominates through the middle wins the game. Uh, and it's fair to say that the Roosters forwards completely outplayed the Titans. But I think a lot of credit has to go to Brandon Smith, who finally we, we got to saw the, the real Brandon Smith. Look, he's probably had a frustrating year you know, with injury and form and whatnot. Um, and I think we, we finally got to see how good he is. His ability to get out of dummy half, get us going on the front foot. We got that roll on through the middle. And uh, I think alongside the two players you mentioned in the front row, they just built that platform and then were able to score our tries out wide because we ran over the top of them through the middle. Uh, and in fact, we're going to be talking to Brandon Smith on this week's show, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, can't wait, Silky. I mean, as you said, you know, he, he started the season a little bit slower than he'd liked and he got injured. So the frustration, uh, it all come to a head on the weekend and he just come out and put a stellar performance in. And, and if we play like that this week up against the Broncos, I think, you know, we, we have got to address the defence because Broncos won't be as forgiving with, uh, with, with those lapses. But I will tell you, he really stiffened us up in attack. And our complaint for the last few weeks to, you know, two months, to be honest, is we couldn't score tries. Our kicks weren't as long as they needed to be. And I think it all sort of clicked into gear on the weekend. Kicks were a bit longer. Inside balls were happening. We were turning the ball inside. We almost did a Minicello double lead. I mean, there's lots to like about how we attacked. And we looked like a side that could score tries at any time. And we did. Well, it was just a, a shame there that Toops didn't get over the line there, disallowed. Uh, yes. But, boys, I've got to draw our attention to the women's game. How good was it? Wow. Saturday night. Oh, well, it, was a highlight. it was a highlight. Highlight of the weekend. Highlight. We watched it at the casino up there at Star City. But what a great way to kick off season 2023. Look, the performances across the field. For mine, Keely Joseph, she was... She was brilliant. I know Millie Boyle was dominant up front, but I, I, they didn't have a bad player, to be honest. I, I was a shame Amber Hall went off quite early with what looked like a foot injury. But I have to say, you know, they went out to, I think it was like an 18-0 lead. Then they led a couple of late tries in. But the, the, the try where they put the kick over the top in the second half, Jess Sergis, who, had, you know, she scored a double, picked the ball up or collected it above her head and was able to pass it in one motion. The skill level of the women is getting better and better every year. It's a freer game, and I enjoy watching it. We always wax lyrical about how much we enjoy the, the, the NRLW. Well, I mean, if they can keep playing like that, that'll get bums on seats, and, and it's a great game to watch. Well, have a look at the stats on Millie Boyle and Bells. You might have them, but I can assure you that she had a, a, you know, a couple of try assists. She scored a try herself. Over 220 run metres as well. Really? Incredible game. 224. And I think the majority of them were like in the first half. Like Unbelievable. It was crazy. And you know what? Formidable opposition. Brisbane are no slouches. They're, they're a great side. So it really puts us in good stead. 
Brisbane just didn't seem to have an answer for our, uh, you know, continuous attack. And we were, we were really, really, uh, we had some flair with the ball. You know, like you said, the chip over Silky. It's a really free-flowing game. The girls, the NRLW game, there's less structure. You know, in, in, in the men's, there's, you know, 15 athletes and two footballers. But in the women's game, there's, there's a squad of 17 footballers. They're throwing the ball around. They're chipping over the top. And it reminds me of the game uh, circa late 80s, early 90s, where there was plenty of football in everyone. Front rowers are offloading, you know, we've got the little man, the big man, and that's how it was. And in this case, a little little player and the big player, you know what I mean, in a team. And it really, really showed on the weekend. I think every player on the weekend played their part, as you said before earlier, Silky, that they all had a great game. I really do think Jess Sergis, I think she got the most fantasy points. She had a fantastic game and she was probably my favourite on the weekend. Two tries, three line breaks and her just her skill not to mention the tip over the head when the chip was done over but then there was also at one point a kick put through and she stole the ball yeah, one on steel. one offloaded it and it's just like to watch them it was just fantastic so go you rooster girls i cannot wait for the rest of the season and um yeah yabba dabba do guys the elephant in the room the big the big talking point out of the game other than the, the victory by the roosters was the Biting incident that took place. Uh, the winger uh, Frassard was, was accused. The Broncos player of biting. It's a big story. She, um, I, I, the name of the Broncos player, got sent off. Escapes me. Comes from a bobsleigh background, but uh, well, the um, you know the incident itself quite unsavoury. Looks like she'll get a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, look. Unfortunately, I'm not too sure. Uh, it was probably a reaction, you know, I, I just, it was a brain explosion. And, I'm, you know, someone who's a great athlete like that from another sport who got bought into the Broncos side, she'll learn from that a couple of weeks away and um, hopefully, uh, you know, comes back bigger and better because you don't want to see anyone go off, uh, off the field and you don't want to see anyone get hurt from a big bite because, mate, I tell you what, it wouldn't be nice. No. no, it was definitely unfortunate and being, you know, she was on debut uh, probably hasn't had that type of contact before in the old bobsled with an arm in the face or in the mouth. But um, I love what the ref said. Brigginshaw went up to him and, you know, had a chat about it. And he just said, just can't bite people. <laughs> and it was just like, it was just like, yeah, fair enough. You actually just can't bite people. So unfortunately, she'll uh, learn her lesson the hard way and um, hopefully she'll come back stronger. Now, guys, as we head to our first break, uh, we're going to be chatting with Brandon Smith very shortly. But this Thursday night, join me and Bush up at East as the Roosters take on the Broncos. We've got the reserve graders joining us up there, so we're going to be able to talk to uh, some of our up-and-comers as well as a couple of our old-timers. But uh, looking forward to uh, getting up to East to watch the, the boys take on the Broncos, Bush. Absolutely, up at Big Artie's Bar. Don't forget to get up there on mass, Roosters fans, for the Roosters home for the away games. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back right after this. Well, Roosters fans, I tell you what, so when it comes to big signings, there's no bigger than this one this season. On the line, a man they call Heckers, the Cheese, Brandon. They can't catch him, though, because they couldn't catch him on the weekend. You saw that powerhouse performance. Welcome back to the uh, winner's circle and welcome back to first grade. Brandon Smith, welcome to Roosters Radio. Oh, thanks for having me. It's um, yeah, it's definitely good uh, getting back into the winner's circle. It's been a pretty grim time. Uh, definitely been grim on the injured um, list, but glad I'm back. and um, Yeah, glad we got the win. Yeah, Brandon, we want to peel it back a bit. 
coming to the club, what what did you expect coming to a club like the Roosters? You obviously did a bit of research and you were a big target for Coach Robinson as well. So it was a two-way street. What were your expectations of what you'd get when you got to the Roosters and who we are? Oh, I just thought, yeah, signing with the Roosters was a massive opportunity for me. Um, I guess to step out of my comfort shell that I was in um, at Melbourne, you know, things are always going good there. they always got a good side. But the opportunity to kind of play hooker full-time was uh, a bit too much to, to turn down. And um, I wanted to go to a club where I'd probably learn a few more things and wouldn't um, have to come in and, I guess, try mentor other players and do stuff like that. I'm not saying that I, I know a little bit, but, I, you know, I come from a good system and um, to be a part of a, another a great system that I've always had a lot of respect for, playing against them a long time, that was probably the, the big selling point to me. And um, I had a meeting with Robbo, obviously, before I signed and um, everything that he said kind of resonated with me. Uh, everything he said, you know, was very positive and uh, made me, you know, keen to get in that jersey and, and start playing and trying to make a difference. Plus, Bondi's a bit better than St Kilda, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, you can actually swim in Bondi. Exactly. <laughs> Not a bad catwalk, they tell me. Then, uh, and and you like getting your shirt off down there yourself, getting a yeah, yeah. Lately, down. I have been liking to get my my shirt off. I mean, it's been pretty warm um, for me compared to a Melbourne winter, but yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. There's a lot of things to look at down at Bondi. There sure is, mate. Just back to the game last weekend. Bush, myself, and Bells were lucky enough to go up there and watch you guys play. And that first half performance, wow. Um, as fans watching from the crowd, we were, we were, you know, looking at each other and going, where's this been? Uh, the, the feeling on the field, it, it felt like everything clicked. Uh, and it was a lot of it was off the back of you, mate, you know, starting from dummy half and being supported so well by, by Jared and Lindsay up front. You, you guys dominated them in the first half. Uh, like, what was the feeling out on the paddock? Yeah, it's sort of uh, one of those feelings where you feel like everything's just clicking and you're going through your gears and, um, it's almost not like you're not even trying to, yeah, you're trying not even trying to do all those good plays or anything like that. It just all comes naturally, and a lot of the times we scored, we weren't weren't even off plays that we were calling. They were just sort of the boys supporting each other and and just being there and and everyone kind of seeing what everyone else was seeing. But um, in saying that, it's only a, it's only one game, so hopefully we've got a lot more um, to improve on. I think we we, we need it. We um, need to be almost perfect for the rest of the year and hopefully um, we keep building on that win. So um, it's awesome to have, you know, Lindsay in, in such form and, and Jared, he's like a fine wine. He's actually my roomie at the moment, but I don't know where he is. He's he's going to get a coffee with Dylan Napa, I think. So um, he would have a, a lot to say about his performance. He probably would say it was terrible. So um, <laughs> he's just really hard on himself. But when you got everyone clicking and getting gears like that, especially Teddy. Thought he was the best on ground by a long way, long way and um, that always helps us get the win. Hey, Brandon, Robbo's been um, in a few of these interviews off of a couple of the losses talking, and I love the analogy. He, he used to, he would say, it's like the golfer or the tennis player is gripping the club a bit too tight, and it felt like you kind of played a bit more of a natural free-flowing game on the weekend. Do you think, you know, with, with I guess, the whole thing with semifinals and it's all to play for, it feels like he's, he's kind of kicked into a gear now where 
results kind of are going to sort themselves out. You guys have just got to go out there and play footy. Is there was there a feeling that like just being in playing on the um, on the weekend that there was a set, bit of that sentiment where you just wanted to throw the ball around, you know, support each other. There was inside balls, there was short balls. It, it looked like that from the fans' perspective. Yeah, I think Robbo's been sort of talking about um, us kind of going too structural, and we've been under a lot of pressure lately. So um, you kind of tense up and you don't try play your natural game and. Um, I feel like on the weekend that was just everyone was just pushing through and and doing what they're you know what they're used to doing and it almost feels like there's less pressure on us yeah. now because no one no one really backs us so um, yeah definitely being more uh, instinctual with our game and um, we've got a lot of players that just play eyes up footy not so many players that um, you know go through the motions or go through the I guess structural um, that you kind of need to, but yeah, like I said, hopefully we can keep it going. And like I said, no one's backing us and that kind of lifts a little bit of the pressure of us. So um, I hope they keep doubting us so we can uh, try to keep scraping together these wins. Now, Brandon, great game on the weekend. You played a fair amount of football on Saturday afternoon. How is the body after the injury and coming back? Uh, yeah, the, the thumb's still annoying as, uh, for, for starters, it's uh, pretty weak, but, um, it can get its job done, which is all right. And, um, yeah, that's probably the longest I played in a Roosters jersey, or let alone an NRL jersey. I think I went 73 minutes, which is, um, not what I'm used to, but I had a real hard training resume over the, um, over the nine weeks I was out. Um, I spent a lot of time with Paddy Lane and, um, I dropped about seven kilos, so um, they weren't too happy with that. They had to make me put on a little bit of weight wow. before the game so I could still be, I guess, a running threat and a little bit no more dangerous. Shirt, no wonder you shirt would drop at Bondi. Drop yeah, seven kilos. I'm starting to look like Sam Walker. So, uh, <laughs> but they told me to put on a little bit of weight, and um, yeah, I felt good and I feel comfortable where I'm at. It's a, a bit of a different ball game coming up against the Broncos, though. They obviously, they're in and find form, so hopefully I can um, keep it up. Brandon, your fitness, you just talked to me and you alluded to you know, a little bit of weight loss, but you looked fitter coming back from the thumb than you did before, or, or I don't know if it's more active. I mean, you didn't, we didn't noticeably look, uh, see weight loss, but we noticeably saw just how much you were around the field. You were everywhere, and the, the extended minutes. Do you feel you're fitter than from when you started at the start of the year? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was training two days on, one day off, and I was doing a fitness test every, um, like, four days. So um, it was really, really tough mentally. You know, it was one of those things where I was thinking, like, man, why do I, why do I even play the sport? Um, and I was training by myself, which was tough, um, not being – and then, you know, the, obviously watching the boys and not being able to have an impact on the team. It was, it was mentally hard, but um, at the end of the road, we always thought, you know, it's, it's going to be worth it in the end. And – Definitely getting the spoils of being able to train hard and be out there now. So um, it's about consistency for myself and and staying in a good positive headspace and staying in, I guess, um, good shape so I can potentially help the team out as much as I can. Yeah. Brendan, you talk about systems at the start of the podcast, and and we don't really want to compare Robbo and Craig Bellamy. We all, you know, as Roosters fans, we greatly admire Craig Bellamy, and I know you've got a great personal uh, love and respect for him too, no doubt you would. 
and we were like that with Robbo as well. But how do you compare systems? They're two great systems, Roosters and Melbourne. What are the subtle differences? And and you know, how, how did you find the system coming here? Is it a complete change, or is it very similar? No, no, it's very similar. The uh, coaching styles are obviously different. Um, Craig's uh, he's a lot more rugged around the edges. <laughs> um, Robbo's definitely a more polished person and, and and coach. But I've yeah, obviously. I've got a really good relationship with Craig and the systems are exactly the same. It's simple. And I think any of the top five teams from the last 10 years that go by the same system and it's, it's work hard and um, I guess put an effort like throughout the game without without stopping and seeing who can do it the longest. That's pretty much the, the simplest way I can explain how Craig and Robbo are, are similar. They're just... You just put an effort um, first and, and worry about <laughs> what happens after and let Teddy and, and Kerry and all those X-Factor players like Joey Manu do their thing. But um, for our job, it's simple. Um, and if you get your job done, it makes it an easy game. Brandon, you're up in Queensland at the moment. You stayed up there from uh, Saturday night's game. How's the training been so far for, for this Thursday night? We take on the Broncos. How have you been up there? Uh, well, since it's a five-day turnaround, I think it's um, more about just recovering the body. Uh, you get you get a few runs in, like we we had a run today, but uh, majority the most part is just uh, yeah keeping the body fresh. Um, not not too much running, not too much contact, but um, just being able to sharpen up the skills and um, I guess get as prepared as you can be without um, causing injury. So. Uh, five-day turnarounds are probably my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it comes around quick. Like, we've got captains run tomorrow and then we're playing. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You, you talk about effort there and, and we're up against a, a Broncos side that are, you know, arguably or they're, they're premiership contenders. I suppose one part of the effort area that would have probably disappointed both the players and the coach on the weekend was those late tries, those 18 points we leaked towards the end. Obviously, that's one area we need to improve on as we take on the might of the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, when you're a team under pressure, you're down 36-0. You tend to play a different style of footy that you played for the first 60 minutes. And I guess we just need to be better at adapting to that um, in case we – I don't think we're going to put 36 on them early, but <laughs> hopefully we do against the Broncos. That would be good. Um, but, yeah, just being adapting to the, the style of play that they might play if they're they're under pressure. So. Um, it was disappointing, and it's probably the 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 thing that dimmed our light a little bit towards the game because we would have loved to have had a a thirty six nil or a forty nil type of scoreline. But um, that's football. You haven't seen many people um, not score this year, and we definitely do have to be careful because the Broncos. If you watch a lot of their games, they do they do let a lead off and um, they come back really strong. So they're an eighty minute team, and we believe we are as well. So. Um, yeah, I look forward to, to I guess, being able to challenge. I think they're on top of the table. So um, hopefully we can come, play a good game, get the win and um, kind of let this competition know that we're back and we're here and we're not giving up. We haven't rang the bell yet. So that's what we're looking for. And, and I hear that and when I hear the players and the coach, they talk about belief. And, and it's great to hear that, that it, you know, it's one game at a time. It's basically every week, semi-final football, right? Mate, one thing I did want to know, one thing that pleased me watching you guys when you crossed the stripe on the weekend was the post-try celebrations. Now, uh, some were better than others, to be fair, but uh, the boys just talk about that 
during the week about what you're going to do if you can get a meat pie? Or is it spontaneous? I actually thought Jared was going to go over for a try because he manifested it for about five hours last <laughs> the night before the game. What what dance moves he is going to do? And he asked his daughter to send a few dance moves, and then I really wanted to um, see him go over because the boy, the the old man can move, old Jazzo, and um, he had a he had a really good thing going. But uh, obviously the the celebrations. Um, Regardless of you're up or down, they're really worth it because there are two people that are, you know, really respected in rugby league and in particular really respected by the Roosters. They're, they're one of our own and um, to be able to do that and uh, be able to help them out any way we can, that's the, the awesome part of it. And also you get a bit of entertainment and the fans love it as well. But for us, I guess it was a, a super special thing and I think we could take a leaf out of the women's. They they really. Oh, they're, they're, they're unbelievable, aren't they? Yeah, they were really. There's some good, plan- so. planning's going on there. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but we don't do too much planning at training. But in, in behind the closed doors, we definitely, um, yeah, we've definitely been doing something. Me and Luke Carey had a good one, but he can't go over the useless prick. And <laughs> <laughs> that the truth, where he sponsor. <laughs> all, all we want is the same thing you got behind you, that beautiful photo or video, but instead of Luke crossing the line and Silky and I have sent him chocolates, we've done everything. <laughs> It'll need your help, mate. Brennan, you talk about Jared Weir Hargroves, and I hear the energy in your voice. And as fans, you know, we love knowing you were coming to this club. We thought, wow, that, you know, the club's full of characters. You two would be the best roomies. I just don't know who'd get the last word in, but it must be a really inspiring thing to be uh, you know you're a kiwi international like he is you're a club leader you're well into your career but he's sort of as you said like a bottle of wine probably in the twilight's the most respectful way to say it but with so much footy left how do you find that relationship and how inspiring is he yeah well it he's um he's definitely the enforcer everyone thinks he is regardless if it's at training or on the paddock um the way he plays is the way he trains and then it's a, it's like he's got bipolar and he's in a completely opposite person and yeah I don't know I don't know what it is but he'll give anyone the time of day when he walks past them and I've learned a lot of things off him as far as respect and making your bed and picking up your rubbish because I've roomed with him I've roomed with him every tour and um, he's a really mature man and he's a he's a massive family guy and I think he's coming through the door right now but yeah I better stop giving him raps but yeah he's a massive family guy and. Um, yeah, I've learned a lot from him. I got, I got to stop talking about him now because he's. Uh, yeah, we'll all stop talking. About him. He's, <laughs> he's promised an exclusive to Roosters Radio when he finishes, mate. Oh, boys, that's DJ us. Got big, me a beauty. The big dog. Well, say good day from us and Bells, mate. We love him as well, and 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 it's amazing. And then you look at a bloke like Tupu. You know, for us fans, when we see Jared and Toops take the field. We get so much confidence. It's all right. We get the easy job. We get to sit in the stands in the armchair. And on Roosters Radio, we're never critical of, of, of our beloved Roosters. But it also must be equally inspiring to see a man like Toops, you know, who's done so much in the club, done so much in the game. And then you have an opportunity to throw him that good ball and put him over that line so you can claim it. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw my kick on the weekend. No, I won't be doing any of those for him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I spoke about it with um, a few of the boys after the game. I was like... Honestly, this club's got such a rich history, one of the founding clubs um, in rugby league. And Toops is going to be, um, you know, he's going to be up there with the, well, he's going to be the leading try scorer. And it's going to be a hard record to run down. Uh. And, you know, it's just pretty crazy being a hundred odd year club and um, you get to play with the guy that's scoring the most tries. So um, it's pretty special. Hopefully we can get him over the line. 
on Thursday night. Uh, I don't think it'll be coming off one of my passes or one of my kicks. Um, but Jared reckons he's going to put a grubber through for him. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, that's an exclusive. <laughs> yes. Mate, a little bit off the field. I mean, uh, you know, I, I married a beautiful Kiwi girl and she took me to Waiheke Island and I... You poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, come, I come to learn, mate, uh, you know, as everyone does, the wonders of that beautiful country. But Waiheke Island, I mean, Silky and Bell's probably... You haven't been there, have you? But... I ran into a mate of yours in uh, in Auckland. We watched the watch you against the Warriors, and he went to school with you. And we we're just talking about the wonders of Waikiki. Oh. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, off the field, mate, you must be really proud to come where, come from somewhere so beautiful and achieve what you've achieved. Tell us a little bit about where you started in Waikiki. Uh, well, yeah, I was I was a young fella. Um, my older brother played. I was the ball boy for the Waikiki Rams. Uh, it was it was a bit of a tough journey because there wasn't really many rugby league teams on Waikiki, so. I played up until I was under six. I was un, I was six playing under nines. Uh, I was eleven playing under fifteens. Always had to play in sort of a different kind of role for the Waikiki team, just because there there wasn't enough access to teams or people that you could play. So um, I used to have to catch the boat from Auckland when I turned ten, and then I'd start playing over in Auckland and then I'd have to leave school early. That's why I'm so dumb. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then I'd have to catch the ferry back at like 7.30 p.m., walk home um, and just rinse and repeat that three days a week. So it was fun and it's a beautiful island. And um, I guess one of my big claims to fame is I'm the, I'm the only NRL player to come from there and um, that kind of holds a special, special place in my heart. So... Hopefully, there's more um, people to come from that island because it's uh, definitely full of potential, full of a lot of hearty white mouldies that, um, <laughs> yeah, just need the opportunity. Absolutely. I do remember watching, I think it was on Maori TV, a, a young 15 or 16-year-old Brandon Smith doing some boxing work for the for the Cowboys once upon a time. Was that your <laughs> uh, first venture over to uh, Australia? No, I moved to Australia when I was 13. I actually moved in with my older brother. He was 19 with two kids. My parents still stayed in New Zealand. And, um, yeah, it was uh, quite a quite a crazy lifestyle. That's why I've, people probably call me the heckers now. So I uh, didn't have too much discipline from the old parents at school and stuff. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a great life to live, uh, being able to kind of do whatever you want. But it was, uh, it was tough. And... Um, I'm quite fortunate that I'm uh, here where I am now. Well, talking about family, mate, I know your brother, uh, affectionately known as Crackers, playing for uh, for Bondi United. Uh, I know that they've been uh, doing quite well, and hopefully you'll be up there to watch them on uh, on Sunday when they've got the uh, 1v2 with the Leichhardt Juniors. But I watched him play a couple of games, and he's doing all right up there. Yeah, he's going all right. I'm going to go home and give him a hiding, though, because he left the place of trash last, uh, <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> Still off the field, Brandon, just a quick question. Um, you know, you guys will probably travel back on Friday, get back home, hopefully have a couple of days off. What does Brandon Smith do in his time off down there in Bondo? Oh, I usually just hang out with the boys like uh, Joseph Suwali. I've been spending a bit of time with him down at Bondi Icebergs. It's a bit annoying because he's a lot better looking than me, but um, yeah, kind of making me look bad. But yeah, it's... It's a lot different to what it used to be. Uh, sort of just go down to the beach and chill out. With, there's a lot more things to do in, in Sydney than there is in Melbourne. So, yeah, definitely down at the beach, whether it's cold or, or hot. 
and uh, yeah, usually getting shouted feeds because I, I never bring my wallet out ever. <laughs> well, hopefully you've bought in Waki, mate, because I tell you what, hasn't that gone through the roof? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Well, my parents just moved to Brisbane, so there's no reason for me to go back there. <laughs> so they'll be at the game. They'll be at the trainings. Um, they come to the game in Goldie. Um, took my niece and nephew into the uh, locker rooms, and all they wanted to see was Teddy and Joseph Suwali. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know who Lindsay Collins is. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in Brisbane. Nah, mate. Who inspires you? We we talked to Joey Manu about this, and. You know, who's inspired you and, and, and who has helped you along the way in your journey? You know, you've, you've had such a great journey to get here. You've become such a character that everyone loves hearing from, speaking to. We enjoy it ourselves, you know. But who's really, um, you know, when it gets a bit deeper and you, you reflect, you know, who's made you the man you are and, and, and possibly helped you along the way to become the player you are? Uh, when I reflect on my life, there's definitely one person that stands out is, is my older brother. Um, like I said, he was 19 years old. Um, I was 13, he had two kids and he took me in and um, looked after me and uh, without him I probably wouldn't be uh, where I am today. So yeah, I got a real good relationship with my older brother and he kind of took me in as as another child. So you imagine being 19 and having three kids, mm. um, it'd be pretty tough and yeah, I, I feel like um, without him I wouldn't be where I am and, and, and I love him to death and obviously my parents... Uh, my mum and my dad worked real hard uh, to give me everything I could. So everything I needed, I got from them. And yeah, uh, but definitely my older brother uh, is someone that I've not been inspired by because he's a he's an asshole too. But <laughs> <laughs> they all are. <laughs> um, but just someone that's been my ride or die and always had my back uh, when I was young. Yeah, wow, it's really nice, mate. Really nice. Brandon, Thursday night we take on the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, in the words of an expert, we're armchair critics, but we're certainly big fans of uh, of our entire Roosters. What do we need to do to win uh, on Thursday from a playing perspective? Uh, I think we need to play for the 80 minutes like you, we spoke about before. Broncos aren't going to roll over and we need to be better in those last 20 minutes than we were last week. But just playing with that, that freedom that we played with, um, but also working hard, that's always the, the key and... Um, being able to handle their, their big boys. They've got a lot of big players, but so do we. So just getting our tackling right and yeah, doing everything we can to uh, be fresh for this game. Now, Brandon, just before we let you go, one of your nicknames is the Cheese. If you can describe yourself as a Cheese, what one would you be? Brie. Triple cream Brie. <laughs> is that because you're soft on the inside or what, what? what's that for? Yeah, hard and white on the outside, soft on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> And obviously Very tasty good. when he gets down Bondo with that shirt off too. So <laughs> be good to see. I'd love to see you walk the beach with your younger brother, mate, Crackers. Cause they, you they... don't need a microwave for me to melt in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Bells, you might have a new favourite. You might brush Lindsay for Brandon. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> now, lastly, mate, it's remiss if we don't ask. You've got, a, you've got a beautiful backdrop of Victor Radley there. Obviously a special relationship. You look at my backdrop. <laughs> look at look at. <laughs> <laughs> is that just showing how really he is a pom? 
That's a photo he actually thought he looked good on and put it on Instagram. <laughs> Brilliant. Can you see that? Is that big? That's yeah, that's big. That's big. massive. He does look like a very, very uh, English uh, rugby league fan. Mate, we want to really thank you for your time. You know, you're a great character. We've had so many call-outs from, you know, fans of this show saying, mate, when are we going to hear from the Chiefs? We want to honour and respect, that, you know, you had a game before it and, and what a game uh, that you had last week. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your insights, and we really look forward to talking to you again this season. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. We'll Thanks, try to do it again this week. <laughs> good on you, mate. Best of luck. Later. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Bye, Cheers, mate. guys. Bye. Say good out to the big dog. I am the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> G'day, Roosters fans. It's Silky here, inviting you all to join me 7.30 Thursday night for the big match against the Broncos. Joining us up there at East, of course, will be our reserve grade team who will be sitting down to watch the game. Get a photograph, autographs, and, of course, our famous interviews up on stage with the likes of Ethan King, Dylan Napper, Corey Allen, and more. Grab a quick bite to eat and wash it down with a couple of cleansing ales. So head up to Artie's Bar this Thursday night at East the official home of the Sydney Roosters. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Well, what an interview that was with Brandon Smith. Absolutely loved it. He's Definitely a character and just full of fun, isn't he? I love the Victor Radley backdrop. Oh, mate. It's just, you know, the sea. Well, hang on a sec. We need to paint a picture for our audience because podcasting <laughs> theatre of the mind uh, for the Roosters fans. We, we will we will put something online, but it, Roos, we, we do the interview. Obviously, he's in Queensland. And as his uh, backdrop, he's got Victor Radley's giant head. Um Sitting behind him, so it was, it was hilarious. That <laughs> yeah, was funny. He's a big fan of Rads, as we all are. But uh, what a great little backdrop! It was really nice to hear, you know, him talk also passionately for a moment because he's such a character. He's a great joker, but we turn the attention on who inspires him, and, and it was really nice to hear him talk about his why and you know what makes him take the field. And his his big brothers, obviously, someone is very special to him. And uh, he would have been quite course. a handful too, I would dare say, as a 13, 14, 15 oh, year old. Wow! So uh, that brother, we'll have to find out his name and give him a shout out because I I dare say he. Deserves Deserves a medal of some sort. I'm, I'm talking about And, I, and I, I reckon Brandon would have got a, quite a few floggings as a young bloke too. Absolutely. Hey? Well, boys, we've got the Broncos Thursday night. Give us some details on that, Silk. Well, yeah, Bells, 8 o'clock at the Gabba of all places, the home of cricket up there in Bris Vegas. Yeah, who would have thought? Well, with the FIFA Women's World Cup on, they um, you know, they will take over um, Lane oh, Park. Suncorp, so, of course, so, yeah. yeah, so uh, uh, the Broncos will be playing at the Gabba, and I'm really looking forward to this match. Look, Let's not get carried away with the victory over the Titans. Broncos are a whole different kettle of fish. What's their game against South and uh, young Reese Walsh? Well, he just carved them apart. Uh, one thing the Broncos do do and do it very well is they're constantly changing direction attack. Adam Reynolds is playing, I think, career best football. And um, look, we're really going to have to turn up and turn up on mass if we if we want to knock them off at home. Uh, having said all that, I think um, it's all to play for for the Roosters. One thing I have picked up on recently, listening to the players and in particular the coach, is the word belief. And I, I truly believe that the belief is there and they think they can go on a run. And 
we have to support the players and get behind them, particularly on Thursday night, and, and see them take the victory against the Broncos, and we'll be cheering them on, Bush, up there at East. So let me ask you both a question. Well, you know, they've been under pressure. We just talked to Brandon Smith, and he's talked about how, how it felt, uh, you know, to be in that position and how it felt good to have one win, and he's not getting carried away. What message does it send to you on Thursday night when we have a convincing win over the Broncos? Well, it sends me the message we're on the way. Like we need to win every game. So if we can turn around and do a back-to-back like that, like perform on Saturday and then come out on Thursday and perform the same way, well, then we're back. I agree, Bells. Look, short turnaround never helps any side. Brandon Smith talked about it. So the players are generally resting this week. So I think if they get the win, I'll, I'll use that word belief again, the belief will be powerful amongst the playing group. They've knocked off one of the top sides at the moment and they'll get plenty of belief off the back of that and I think they'll think, yeah, let's let's go on a run. Let's really shake this thing up. There's a few problems areas. Obviously, letting in um, some soft tries, to be fair, in that second half against the Titans. I think the attack looked as good as it's looked all year. Obviously, we get Victor Radley back. I love having Joseph Suali'i on that right wing. I think, um, you know, he just plays better football there. Toops, of course, from the back. So we've got two big, rangy guys on the wing. Teddy's rested up. Our forwards are going well. So putting all that together, we'll we'll turn up and and be competitive and let's get the win there on Thursday night. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait. I'm going to predict a score. Roosters, 24 Broncos, 16. What about you, Bells? I'm going to say a few more points. Uh, the Roosters, uh, we're going to score more points. Just I'm, I'm coming off Saturday. I'm on a high, so I'm going to stay with it. 32, Broncos, 30. Wow, big game. I'm going to go against you both. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be, once again, a, a battle of the forwards. I see where you're coming from because Broncos have got plenty of points in them, but I think this game will be won and lost off the back of D. So bearing that in mind, I'm going to say Roosters 18, Broncos 12. 18-12, 18-12, love it. Now, boys, on Saturday we've got the girls' game uh, down in Canberra. They're travelling down to the old cold state of Canberra. I'm sure they'll be freezing down there, taking on the Raiders. And on debut against the Roosters' Bells, the new Raiders team. Yes, on debut against the Roosters and their first home game for them down there. So uh, they had a disappointing loss to the Sharks on the weekend. Uh, I'm sure they're going to come out on Saturday and have something to prove to their home crowd. Uh, what do you see, boys? I'll give you my score prediction. The girls, ooh, let's say a lot more points again. 28 Roosters, Canberra 10. Logging. I'm, I'm kind of close with you, Bells. Look, no one likes going to the nation's capital to play footy. Can we just say that? If it's cold, you know, it, it, the fans get into you. It's it's not the it's not the greatest joint. I remember as a ball boy going down there, and it was just it was a blood driver joint. If I can just say that, if you don't mind, thanks. Uh, so, hopefully, the weather's going to be a bit finer. Uh, I haven't looked at the maps as yet, but uh, I still think the Roosters, off the back of that performance on the weekend, they've really you know made a statement. That's the word. And I think the, the coach, and, and what I got off our interviews with both Coach John Strange and the players the other week in Keeley and Millie is that they're going to improve and build each and every week. So with that in mind, I'm going to say the Roosters 36, 
Canberra 6. All right, we're going to really turn it on. And uh, look, Canberra, obviously a new club, still finding their feet. I think uh, our... Uh, our Rooster women are going to really put a score on them. Yeah, I do too, mate. I'm with you on that one. Rooster's 50, Canberra 12, kick to come. Wow, 50 to 12. Wow, big That's one. Love it. Well, do yourself a favour, everyone, and make sure you watch that game on Saturday. It's on Channel 9 or Foxtel, and it's just going to be a cracker. It's 10 to 1 kickoff. I'll certainly be tuning in. But that's it for another episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our special guest, the hectic cheese, Brandon Smith. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East East to win. win. East know how to play the game, they play it hard and fair.